The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. I'm Michael Bovee, who is the president of Consumer Recovery Network. Uh, from Sandpoint, Idaho, and Christopher Vialli, who's president of Cambridge Consumer Credit Counseling in Agua, Massachusetts. Welcome to both of you. Thank you. Joy. Thanks for having me. Uh, Michael, we want to start with you. We're, we're talking about the whole issue of debt settlement. Uh, before we get into what debt settlement is about and how that might work, why don't you just kind of give us a sense of uh, the state of American consumers today and what kind of debt uh, they've gotten into and therefore why they need debt settlement. Well, it's a it's a massive struggle, obviously, in the current employment environment. Uh, the risk aversion returning to the credit markets and what people are experiencing with their limits being decreased and things of that nature. So it's uh, really fluid, more fluid than I've obviously ever ever seen it, uh, unprecedented almost. And when it comes to what we see on a daily basis over the last several years, it's been pretty consistent that that levels. Uh, that people are struggling with. I mean, obviously, there's uh, some disparity between anything between, say, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars worth of unsecured credit card debt, on upwards of above even two hundred thousand. But the average uh, that we work with, and this is really consistent with uh, different analytics that are available from different economists, uh, typical middle class family carrying revolving credit in and around twenty eight to thirty thousand dollars. And what are you seeing in the bankruptcy filing area? You know, we refer a lot of folks to bankruptcy as opposed to what we would do working with the consumer, uh, more so now than ever because of perhaps uh, multiple income family, one loses their job or loses hours. So we're seeing more people that we can't qualify for what we would do and, and what program we would outline for them. Uh, bankruptcy filings actually reportedly uh, are on track right now currently to beat 2005 levels, which were... Uh, the historic high for Chapter 7 filings, uh, if, if the pace continues that was evident for the first two quarters of, of 2009, they'll beat those numbers. So they're drastically increased. And what are you seeing, Chris, in, in doing uh, credit counseling? Are you uh, seeing more people where the bankruptcy is really the only alternative for them? Yeah, unfortunately, um, w- we're at a point now where our counseled sessions result in 8 to 10 percent um, being recommended to seek bankruptcy counsel to understand what their rights might be um, going down that path. Where in the past, you know, a few years back, it was only 2, 4, 5% of the folks that we would counsel. We didn't have um, solutions for them to, for them to be able to remedy their uh, unsecured debt in any reasonable amount of time. So the trends are exactly as uh, Michael has uh, stated. The amount of unsecured debt that we're working with on behalf of consumers on average is in the sixteen dollars to $20,000 range as well. Um, so it's pretty, it's pretty bad out there. And the credit card companies are not making it any easier right now. 
Um, even on my own accounts, I experience something similar that consumers are experiencing across the country every day right now, where they decrease lines of credit, which in turn affects your FICO score negatively, which in turn allows uh, certain card providers to raise your rates and double or triple your payments. So it's just it's it's a very difficult environment out there for consumers that are carrying credit card debt right now. Michael, you've got a uh, an audio series uh, about debt settlement. In there, you have. Uh, the impact of interest rates on the $50,000 debt balance. Why don't you just briefly talk about some of the impacts uh, that you're talking about in that chart? Well, obviously we're talking about the increased cost of credit. Whatever you purchase something on using the card, if you don't pay that balance off, you're obviously you're, you're paying interest. If it's a nominal interest and it's manageable, okay. But when interest rates are increased through a term uh, typically uh, they use in... in reporting and whatnot is universal default. I call it rate jacking. But when these things increase, now the cost of whatever item it was, even if it's something as basic as a, you know, a, a dinner out with some friends and, and a show or something, you know, the long-term cost of that is the true cost of credit, which is that you're paying more for something for having used somebody else's funds to, to do it. So that cost is, is one aspect. However, looking at this from a more macro level and, and more long-term effects, as those balances carry over month to month to month, and again, if you're, like Chris just mentioned, if your rates are increased, then it's more expense. You're losing not just that additional expense each month, but you're actually losing momentum in other areas of your life. So the opportunity costs associated with carrying debt and servicing debt over a long period of time could actually end up costing you on $50,000 worth of debt. I mean, we're talking six figures. If you're just making minimums the next 15 years, no additional charges on the cards using that, again, $50,000 balances that you owe. Uh, over the course of that 15 years, you could be paying back uh, multiples of that 50000 plus losing opportunity costs where that money could have gone to work for you and, and putting... Uh, money to work for you wisely, even in today's environment, is still available. Maybe not at the re- returns has, has been uh, up to now or up to the last two years available, but certainly better than servicing debt and losing money. Just tell us what some of the numbers are at different interest rates of the total cost of debt over that period of time. Some of the numbers as far as different interest rates dealing with uh, $50,000 worth of debt, if you're, again, paying just you know, the 9.9s, uh, and, and, and things are going smoothly. You don't need a program like ours. You don't need uh, any program. You're, you're, you're fine. You're still going to be paying roughly uh, close to $100,000 worth of debt, just making the minimum payments on that, on that interest rate. Uh, as those numbers increase, as you get into uh, certainly default interest rates and what have you, which can be as high as, the, you know, 29%, you're looking at having paid $150,000 over 15, and, and actually as these interest rates increase in your ability to uh, make timely payments each month, uh, you're, you're just not chewing away at the balance very quickly. This 15-year cycle now turns into sometimes even a 20-year cycle or more. So, you know, you start looking at your age and, you know, where, where you are close to retirement. It's time to really get a handle on the, the debt you're carrying and aggressively start to attack that, whether it's through a myriad of different options. Uh, Chris, you're seeing lately that uh, banks have been raising uh, the minimums. What impact is that having on uh, uh, consumers out there with their debt levels? Well, it's incredible. I mean, Chase, as an example, um, pretty much across the board, 
they had uh, purchased the WAMU portfolio, um, and when the, that uh, purchase happened, uh, the past month or two, um, most consumers that had WAMU accounts are getting notices in the mail where their minimum payments have gone from 2% of the balance to 5% of the balance. That may not sound like a big deal, but someone carrying a credit card debt you know, with WAMU or Chase accounts of ten grand, just went from having a $200 a month payment to a $500 a month payment. I mean, that's another car payment. And all of these accounts are set at rates of 14 to 32%. So even at you know, the four or $500 a month payment, you're still not paying it down in any reasonable amount of time. So that, that is right now what's pushing a ton of people over the edge. You know, those that are just getting by, they're making their minimum payments, they haven't had any defaults, and now they're looking at making, you know, having to make an extra two, 300 a month when economically it's not available for them to earn that extra money anywhere out there. Once they fall behind on the card, then we've got the universal default policy in play where all their cards are affected by one misstep, which really was out of their control, and it's something they, they truly couldn't afford to do, and it came out of the blue. Are you seeing the same kind of thing, Mike, and what effect are you seeing on the raising of minimums? Uh, well, it's real timely, Chris, bringing up Chase. I just did a consult with a gentleman uh, off the East Coast that uh, he had a $320 uh, payment going to Chase, and uh, two weeks ago it just got jacked up to a little over $800 a month, and that's what's tipped him over the edge and forced him to look at his different options. So, Michael, what are the bank's think they're doing here to help consumers by raising these rates. How, how do they think this is going to help the situation? Oh, no, they're not helping consumers whatsoever. They're trying to help themselves, as far as I'm concerned. And actually, I think they're shooting themselves in the wallet more than anything. Uh, something inside of each one of these large lending institutions, these card issuers, they have the internal analytics, and something is recommending uh, through these analytics that this is a good move for them to do. So perhaps it's risk aversion, and they're just trying to get as much and, and get these uh, non-performing assets uh, to perform as quickly as possible before there's worse uh, uh, portfolio performance, or perhaps they're raising interest rates like Citibank announced a couple of weeks ago on 15 million account holders, and they're looking at it as, okay, so our analytics show us that, uh, okay, out of these 15 million, 10 million are just going to be asleep at the wheel and, and uh, just continue to pay and, and pay the increased interest. Where 5 million, okay, they're paying attention and it affects their budget and they can't do it and they're forced to look at other options. Maybe it drives some into bankruptcy, consumer credit counseling, or default or settlement. Uh, but the benefit on the other 10 million uh, outweighs. So, I mean, there's internal analytics, but from my perspective on the, on the ground floor here, uh, they're really, really doing a lot of damage to consumers where that's the sweet spot, right? I mean, that's the revolver, the person that is paying every month all the time. And if these interest rate increases had not occurred, these minimum monthly payment increases had not occurred, these people would have paid for uh, what sometimes is referred to as the pay-forever plan for that 15-year period we, we discussed. Uh, but these movements by the banking industry and the lenders is forcing consumers to look at their other options. And Chris, from your point of view, are the banks shooting themselves in the wallet, as Michael put it? Yeah, you know, and Michael, we work a lot more closely with the banks being a nonprofit credit counseling company. So, you know, some say that we're partners with the banks trying to collect for them. And you can, you can sort of look at it in a sense like that, but we're here out for the consumer's benefit. I mean, that's really truly what we're all um, doing. And, you know, even though I work very closely with the banks, uh, you know, I've said to them, I said, guys, what are you guys doing at a very high level? Um, and the folks that we deal with at a very high level in the consumer credit council and divisions of the banks say, well, we have no idea what's coming from up top. We're just doing what we're told to do. Um, so it's a shame. Um, and, and the environment, as Micah was saying, is very different. 
when we work with the consumer, one of the, one of the things they have to do if they're going to come on a workout plan is close all their credit cards. You know, it's that time to move away from credit cards, start to build your savings and work off the wealth that you're building rather than using credit. And it's a condition of being on a credit counseling program that the accounts are closed. People used to, you know, bark at that a little bit. You know, I don't want to close all my accounts. I've had these accounts for X amount of years. You know, this one company's been good to me. I don't want to close that account. That's not the environment anymore. People are angry with these credit card companies, and they want to walk away from these products that they've been using for a long time. Indeed. Okay, we're going to take a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guests this hour are Michael Bovee, who is the president of Consumer Recovery Network. Uh, based in Sandpoint, Idaho, and Christopher Vialli, president of Cambridge Consumer Credit Counseling in Aguam, Massachusetts. We'll be back after this. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. Are you ready to go green? You've asked and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Mark of the Fraud by Royd Head. Hear more at don'tbeanasterisk.com. Brought to you by Ad Council and the U.S. Olympic Committee. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. 
You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guests this hour are Michael Bovee, who is the president of Consumer Recovery Network in Sandpoint, Idaho, and Christopher Vialli, our president of Cambridge Credit Counseling in Agawam, Massachusetts. Welcome back to both of you. We've kind of set the uh, the scene here. So, Michael, why don't you kind of get into a little bit of what debt settlement is and uh, why you think it might be uh, appropriate uh, and when it is appropriate for consumers to use debt settlement in, in solving some of their debt issues. Well, it's appropriate for the right person. It's, it's a compromise. It's a compromise between your lender, your, the bank, and yourself. Basically, it's an opportunity for a non-performing account. It is based on bank trends. Uh, it's kind of been there for many years as an option for them to essentially lose the lease. The, the account hasn't performed. Uh, their analytics show that after 90 days of non-payment, that 80% of the time, and this is published data, uh, 80% of the time they'll never see another dime on the account. And they've developed some pretty predictable things to do with non-performing accounts and are in the collection agencies and, and the whole collection process and the different stages of it. However, after a certain period of delinquency, typically 120 to 180 days of delinquency, four to six months, they may make direct offers to the consumer, whether it's through the mail or through some of their telephone attempts to reach the consumer to essentially liquidate the account for less than the balance owed. And it's a pretty predictable process with most lenders. It's been a really fluid environment lately in the last 18 months. Most of that fluidity is beneficial to the consumer, these changes, whereas banks were, uh, they're a little bit more willing, number one, to deal, where maybe some of them, a few select ones, weren't in the past. And their uh, reduction is at a, typically a better rate recently. So, it's, it's, while it's not a great time to be a consumer struggling financially, it is a pretty decent time to think about if settlement applies to you, uh, looking at that and, and educating yourself as that is an option. So what kind of offers are the banks actually offering to people these days? What percentage of the outstanding principal are they willing to settle for in your experience? On average, the most ethical, I think, thing for me to say and, and for listeners to you know, kind of gear themselves mentally and, and financially, certainly, for is 50 cents on the dollar or 50% of their debt. Now, we see a lot lower than that. But uh, as an aggregate, you know, if you have one account and it's with one, uh, one of the more uh, eager to get paid creditors out there, okay, fine. Uh, but typically people have more than one, and as an aggregate, you know, they should be prepared for 50%. I mean, somebody who's way behind in their debts, you know, 120 or more days behind, can they still make a payment at 50% of what they owe? I mean, can they come up with that kind of money often? You know, they have to get creative, and it's the people that can actually do that inside of six months before the creditors charge it off uh, that are going to be the most successful and, and actually be able to mitigate any of the risk concerns uh, that happen after a, an account charges off where you risk litigation and things like that. So uh, if you can get creative and, and those options are available to you, that's kind of a luxury, and we want to be able to capitalize on it as quickly as possible. Uh, most consumers can't, however. So it, it is definitely uh, available, but sometimes you have to take one bite of the elephant at a time and chew these accounts off one at a time, meaning settle them individually. Uh, and then once you're out of money and you funded one, you move on to the next. 
So um, in, in dealing with consumers, explain the process. A consumer comes to you uh, with a lot of debt. They said, I can't afford these higher interest rates, these minimum payments, and so on. What is the first step of the process that you take them to to see if it's going to be worthwhile from both points of view to take them on as a debt settlement client? Well, we actually do a consult first. We're very careful of who we work with, and we want to set up somebody for success from the beginning. So we are very selective in the members we take on. So from that perspective, we're going to do, typically it's an hour uh, of a interview of a sort where we go over their financials and we take a look at the different creditors they have, their ability to set aside money and where those sources are going to come from. And uh, there, there's very few people in my industry, I'm, I'm quite critical of it actually, that are, take a position that, that we also uh, share where the best candidate for a settlement process is somebody that can actually get creative and come up with funds to settle these things inside of uh, 12 months. Now, that's about as responsible of approach as you can take. It's not always available, so we have actually, at, at Consumer Recovery Network, we try and deal with in, inside of a 24-month period. Uh, that's the first thing we're looking for, is somebody that can actually be successful based on, you know, some cutting back in areas and some creativity and you know, access to certain funds, not just what they can set aside monthly, but other areas. Uh, and that's one of the barometers that we use. So, Chris, are you saying the same thing, that banks are more willing to make settlement offers like this to be able to get something rather than nothing? Um, there are certain creditors that have made it completely known that they will not settle debts with a consumer when they're going through um, a third-party debt settlement company. And there are others that have clearly said to the industries that they do settle debts. So it can go either way. Like Bank of America, as an example, will not in any way settle a debt with a consumer directly. If a cease and desist letter is sent by that settlement company on behalf of the consumer, they just refer it right to their attorneys uh, for litigation. There are other creditors like American Express and some of the um, collection agencies like Resurgence Capital that have uh, clearly said, yeah, you know, we'll take 50 cents on a dollar if the consumer has it available to them. Um, so it goes both ways from, from my experience, Michael. So, Michael, do you agree with that, that Bank of America will never settle? Oh, in the context that Chris said it, uh, he's correct. I mean, it, depending on what the business practices is, uh, what different settlement companies in my industry do by sending off some letters saying, hey, we're in charge now, contact us, is ridiculous. And it does have some negative side effects. I, uh, quite frankly, I can't believe that some even still practice it, but I guess they've got to justify their fees, uh, their <laughs> exorbitant fees somehow. But the ability to go in and deal with Bank of America is actually they're very fair, and they will work with consumers directly, which right. is what we encourage first and foremost with all of our members is to actually speak with their creditors, to actually consummate these uh, with using us as a guide and as an educational resource, providing foundation and day-to-day -day, uh, coaching and strategy sessions, if you will, uh, to effectuate these things on their own so that we don't have to charge them extra money. And uh, they're ultimately more successful in our experience. Our internal analytics show that when we do the settlements, which we do do, we do communicate with creditors, law firms, what have you, but the consumer uh, actually beats us by a couple of percentage points on what they're able to save. So it's far more beneficial if you can deal with, let a consumer deal with these issues uh, in and of their own energy with our assistance. So how can they know, a consumer know, if it's better to sign up with you or to uh, try to do it themselves? Well, it's, it's trend-related. Uh, you know, regardless of whether somebody's a member, 
when somebody's a Consumer Recovery Network member, they are going to get every opportunity to do it on their own as well as uh, use us as kind of that guarantee because that is our guarantee. If you won't, for whatever reason, we will. Uh, so we guide them from either angle. It's creditor-specific. I mean, picking on B of A is a great example, uh, but all the creditors have their own internal trends and what they're willing to do at whatever stage to lose the least. The focus would be, say, take a list of creditors, maybe there's five, all of them different uh, card issuers. And because of what's happening right now, today, or yesterday, based on the work that we're doing with consumers and directly with, with their creditors, you can help prioritize and see where you're going to get the maximum benefit from uh, which one you're doing next and the one after that. And depending on the collection stage, uh, you know, which one's going to take a priority. Which are, There's some nuances, in other words. Which are some of the banks that you're getting the best deals from these days that you know, people will be familiar you with? You know, I'd love to give that out, but here's the thing. Uh, as soon as, and it's one of the reasons it's not very specific in our material and why you want to work with somebody one-on-one after getting that foundational education, it changes, is the thing. I mean, I can say that today, and the next thing I know, a trend is, is changed at that specific bank uh, next week, and I'm wrong. Okay, <laughs> so you really don't. Know, but, but I'm saying, from a consumer's point of view, how is he possibly going to know what the policies are of different banks if they're changing all the time? That's what we're here to do. That's what we're here to provide because we're working with many consumers across the country. We get that data, and as well, we're working directly with their creditors on a daily basis. We have that data, and and some banks are really good. I mean, they actually publish what they're willing to do to different organizations, uh, and and. These things have been changing. Uh, Citibank, for example, uh, just as of January, they were offering consumers, direct-to-consumers programs that were able to rehabilitate an account, you know, six months, nine months, 12 months, and then as much as five years. And those changes were in effect for maybe as much as 90 days. Come January, they changed again. And about three months after that, they changed again. So it's uh, the banks are constantly looking at ways to maximize or their recovery ratio. And it's not just Citibank. I mean, there's other banks doing that. Citibank just published a lot of the, the information and the changes. So that's the fluidity that we're up against. Things that are going on today could be very, very different uh, based on economic trends, the discharge uh, ratio, the non-performing accounts being over well over 10%, uh, the, the historic high. Uh, I predict, honestly, those numbers to hit some somewhere upwards of 18% before we start to flatten out. So they're going to be mixing it up and trying new things. Well, Michael, on, on that note about the uh, delinquency rates, uh, I think one of the um, major factors of that um, are the amount of debt settlement, bad debt settlement company commercials you see on TV or here on the radio. I was speaking to several of the creditors at a conference recently, and the ratio from proposals from a credit counsel and company to, to cease and desist letters from debt settlements are five to one. Oh, my gosh. So those delinquency rates are um, false, and the fact that people aren't paying their debts because they're told not to pay them right now by a lot of um, very bad debt settlement companies. Yeah, well, they, they deserve the scrutiny they're under right now, for sure. Yes. Okay, we're actually going to go to a break, and we're going to get into this in more detail about how debt settlement's working and uh, consumer credit counseling as well. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guests are Michael Bovee of Consumer Recovery Network and Christopher Vialli of Cambridge Credit in uh, Agawa, Massachusetts. We'll be back after this.
the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Ready to grow your business? Listen for the Independent Business Owner Show with your coach, Rick Carrado. This entertaining talk radio program will bring you the tools to help increase your business. You'll learn sales success, time management, lead generation, business development, life balance, and much more. Rick Carrado is here to help you take your business to the next level. Listen for the Independent Business Owner Show, heard live every Monday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. Mike check, one, two. Big poser coming to you fake yeah. ever. Got no more games since nah. I got with the juice. Uh-uh. No cruising with my friends, they cut me loose. Now my coach is hating, parents keep berating. Good thing my team's still behind me saying. Hey, yo, what happened to my teammates, man? Yo, where y'all at, man? Come on, man. I thought we were family. Uh, don't be a poser. Hear more at don'tbeanasterisk.com. Brought to you by Ad Council and the U.S. Olympic Committee. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is... Uh, Michael Bovee, uh, who is the president of Consumer Recovery Network in Sandpoint, Idaho, uh, and Christopher Vialli, uh, president of Cambridge Credit Counseling in Agawam, Massachusetts. Uh, let's get back to debt settlement a little bit. Explain in your case, Michael, uh, what kind of fees uh, you charge uh, to go through a debt settlement and what kind of recovery you know, most of your customers would expect and, and how long that might take. Well, our fees are a membership based on the education that we provide from the outset. Uh, obviously, what we talked about are eight hours of audio content, a workbook, and actually assignment to work one-on-one with a specialist. We don't have different hierarchy of, of uh, departments. So when you come on board, you're assigned to work with one person. That same person is the person you're going to be working with from start to finish. And that same person is also, though, if you elect for that for CRN to work with your creditors and mediate on your behalf, that same specialist is the individual that's going to go do that. So you're really taken care of. And we do get to know our members uh, extensively as a result of that. So when from start to finish, it's going to vary on the consumer circumstances. Uh, we've worked with people in, and been start to finish done in as little as a couple of weeks, legitimately. Uh, then we've got people that we can work with upwards of uh, over two years. So it's 
dependent upon the consumer, uh, the their ability to fund settlements, the creditors. I mean, it's a there's no one size all or, or canned approach. Nor can I really think that a, a company in this industry can do that successfully. Uh, just okay, this is the way it is, and everybody has to do it this way, and this way it's going to work because there's fluid environments like I we talked about with the creditors. But it's more evidence, never more evident, actually, in these current economic times than with the consumer who has some, you know, fluid environment that they're working with as well. Uh, you know, again, you've got a two-income family. One of them loses or loses an income or has hours cut, which is a, a pretty common theme right now across the country. If you're going to be able to be successful with this, you need to be able to be flexible and roll with those different changes. So the time that it takes is going to be different from person to person. And how about the fees involved? Well, when we work with a consumer, again, we have their membership and the education and everything. That's four ninety-five. All right, we add on a hundred dollars per account that they want us to work, and that hundred dollars is fully refundable if the account does not get resolved in any way, shape, or form. So there's some protections and some, you know, uh, security in uh, CRN membership. The four ninety-five actually is also totally refundable for a consumer to get a really good understanding of this is going to work for them. They need to get the material, and they have two weeks from the day they receive it to go through it, which is ample time, and decide. Oh, well, you know what? Now that I know what I know, I think I do. I think bankruptcy is a better option, or I think that a debt management plan would be a better deal, or I can I can see where I can do an aggressive debt roll-up strategy. So thanks for the information, but I, I don't need this. They send it back. We give them a, a full refund minus the uh, $50 shipping and handling. So that's the beginning. And then at the end of it, we charge 15% of savings, meaning if we go and we negotiate and, and mediate on their behalf and we put a, a settlement letter in front of them on the creditor, collector, whatever is letterhead, uh, for example, a $10,000 account settled for 5000 and they like it, they accept it, that means they like the work we did, we charge 15% of savings. 15% of that 5000 is 750 but we also credit the initial membership enrollment against that as an offset, so we don't double charge. So if somebody's initial membership was 495 plus three accounts, 795, and the first settlement we did was that analogy I just gave and the 750 contingency fee, we would use that, subtract it from the 795, and they'd have a $45 credit to apply towards the next contingency fee we would earn. Also, I should state that there are 20 states that we don't even collect that fee, the 15% contingency fee. How does this pricing uh, system differ from what other debt settlement firms are charging these days? Oh, drastically. I mean, significantly. The predominant fee structure used in my industry is 15% of the overall debt on average of what of when you enroll. So, example, if somebody enrolls with you know $50,000 worth of debt, their fee is $7,500. And those fees are collected, most of it up front, before really any legitimate file work is done. Uh, they might stretch it out 12 months, 18 months. But the problem with that is that, you know, okay, for that 12 to 18 months, you're paying $7,500 in fees when that $7,500 could be used to pay your creditors, okay? So a fee-for-success model, which is how this industry really got started, you know, uh, back in the 90s when it started to bud, most of the old-timers, if they're still around, still use a fee-for-success model. Uh, but unfortunately, most of the industry started to gravitate towards a overall percentage of the debt when enrolled, and it's, it's ridiculous. It's actually the obstacle to consumers being successful using settlement. Chris, do you agree with it, that this model is, is a better way to do debt settlement than the way most firms are doing it? 
Yeah, well, um, absolutely. The problem that folks have out in our country right now is the only the only companies that advertise or can afford to advertise are the ones that charge all this money up front. So the only thing you see on TV or hear on the radio or see on the Internet are all of the companies charging these upfront fees, huge upfront fees, two, three, four, five, six, seven thousand. You know, the first eight payments, 12 payments that you make to the debt settlement company are all fees, and consumers are a little unclear about that when they first get involved. Um, so any any way doing it uh, other than that is better. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, we don't advertise. I mean, we based on those fees, it's not in our budget. We survive strictly on word of mouth and organic exposure. Uh, we've never advertised, right. and, and because we can't do that. I mean, these guys are paying seventy-five dollars to even sometimes over a hundred dollars per uh, telephone call that gets transferred to them from somebody who invests in one of these television thirty-second spot advertising. You know, with uh, just enough titillating uh, sales jargon to get somebody to pick up the phone and call, they're asked three or four qualifying questions and transferred over to somebody that's going to sell them on why settlement's right for them so they can get a commission. That's one of the bigger issues. It's it's two two of the predominant issues that are wrong with this industry and why they're getting the scrutiny and deserve the scrutiny that they have is they are charging an exorbitant amount of money up front and or period and they're selling people into something that they have sometimes no business being involved in in the first place it wasn't wasn't right for them from the beginning certainly wasn't going to get any more right from them as time goes on and their fees are absorbed and also the the payments are instead of going to the creditors are going to the debt settlement firms for many months as chris was saying and therefore the creditors are screaming that they're not getting paid and all that so it it doesn't sound like that's what you're doing no 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 a win-win a both-win situation is where the creditor is getting paid as quickly as possible and the consumer is getting, doubt, getting out of debt as quickly as possible. You know, even if we in a state, say, like Texas, where we can charge the 15%, uh, you know, that contingency fee, we, we don't even contemplate getting paid that until that creditor is paid in full. So, I mean, that, that's the appropriate, fair, ethical way to conduct yourself in this industry. There's just very few of us doing it that way. Tell me about some of the, uh, as you call it, scrutiny that's, that's going on. I think uh, New York State, uh, Attorney General Cuomo, and North Carolina, some of the other states, what is it that they're objecting to, and what kind of actions are they taking on the settlement industry? They're objecting to the fees and the disclosures, and the disclosures dovetails more into that whole sales process that I was talking about, So, but it is pretty much you know, the consumer being fully aware of what, in, what they're getting themselves involved in when they enroll in these programs. So they're objecting to business practices and, and, and fees, and are they actually doing anything for the consumer? So some of the actions that they're taking is, uh, you know, they're moving against these companies. There's some very big players that uh, Attorney General Cuomo went after a couple of, about um, six weeks ago, and through subpoena, uh, I think shortly after, about 14 companies that he subpoenaed, two were sued by his office. And it's going to be, uh, that's going to be the ongoing theme, I think, over the course of the next 12 months, maybe longer. Uh, but as Chris mentioned, the, the proposed debt management uh, act, the, the proposed Incusal Act, it's getting passed. It was passed by Colorado. Uh, other states are, are picking it up. Uh, probably a dozen will enact that legislation or a version thereof over the course of the next 12 months. And, and the industry is going to clean up as a result of that. And it's long, long overdue. But it's there by through this regulation, through the regulatory action and the scrutiny, both and, and now there's federal scrutiny as well. Uh, the industry will clean up, and it's been—it's needed. It's 
absolutely necessary, and more now than ever. Consumers are stressed out and looking for answers. The last thing they need is somebody taking their last couple of grand and selling them a pipe dream. What is happening at the federal level with the Federal Trade Commission in this area? Well, you know, actually there's a little bit of, uh, I saw some traction coming for the Federal Trade Commission to be able to kind of, uh, through rulemaking, and, and they were looking for some accelerated options through rulemaking to uh, kind of monitor the industry. But with the administration's push right now for setting up a whole other structure that would oversee consumer protection, uh, that could get and be much faster than if the support is given and, and that department is built out. Uh, there could be some very quick action uh, relative to federal regulation pushing forward some kind of backbone. Uh, for example, the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act. That's a federal law, but each state is actually, a, it's not preemptive, so each state could have even more stringent debt collection laws, say, for example, Illinois. So you've got the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act or the Federal Act, but if you're in Illinois, you have, as a consumer, and are abused by a debt collector, there's even more stringent uh, laws that are available to you as a resident of Illinois. And I believe that eventually here in the near future, the feds are going to produce something similar to that, but not preemptive of any state law. That's correct, too, Jordan. I was just at a conference, and the FTC director spoke at the conference, and uh, it's the uh, Federal Consumer Protection Act is what the administration is pushing for, which would give them overreach and ability to quickly enact something um, that would um, rein in some of the bad actors in the debt settlement side and still even in uh, the credit counseling side. Um, our industry went through a cleanup back in early 2000s, and um, even though the cleanup happened and it was made very clear that this is not a, a for-profit driven industry as far as uh, credit counseling is concerned, um, we still have bad actors in our industry. Um, so uh, we all uh, are uh, hopeful that uh, the administration can work quick on this. Okay, we're going to go to a break and go into a little bit more about uh, credit counseling versus debt settlement, what's best for consumers. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guests this hour are Michael Bovee of the Consumer Recovery Network in Idaho and Christopher Vialli of uh, Cambridge Credit Counseling in Massachusetts. We'll be back after this. It's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in 
both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it will be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Looking for a good time? We've got a show that will give you a wild ride. This show will make you feel good. And it's not even bad for you. You need your time to let loose. It's time for a feel-good party. Pull up to the computer, mix yourself a drink, and turn up the speakers. Happy Hour is here. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, it's called the biggest radio show in the world. Hosted by international personality and pundit, Michael DeMarco. You don't know what's coming next. The biggest radio show in the world on Voice America. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host, and my guest this hour are Michael Bovee, who's of, uh, president of the Consumer Recovery Network in Sandpoint, Idaho, and Christopher Vialli, of the president of Cambridge Credit Counseling in um, Agawam, Massachusetts. Michael, maybe just give people your website so they can find out more about you if that would be helpful. You bet. It's ConsumerRecoveryNetwork.com. And is there an 800 number to call you as well? Or yes, there is. 800-939-8357. All right, and Chris, why don't you do the same thing for uh, Cambridge? Sure. Our 800 number to contact is 800-897-2200, and you can go to cambridgecredit.org. Now, uh, Michael, there's this uh, Uniform Debt Management Act that's working its way through the states. From a layman's point of view, what kind of difference would that make, and how would that uh, clean up the industry to some extent? For my industry, it's going to clean it up significantly because the model that's used with the fee structure that we'd already talked about, 15% of your overall debt, is going to be uh, off the table. And there's going to be licensing requirements, and there's going to be bonding requirements. So some of these guys that maybe just exited the subprime uh, mortgage brokering business that are trying to make their name and, and, you know, collect the dollars and and the fee grab from these new entrants, in other words, and I guess I am being a little bit sarcastic, but uh, it is very real. You're you're on the money, Michael. Yeah, (laughs) I I probably am. But, uh, you know, these guys are going to be gone. It's not easy money. They're going to have to go through and they're going to have to, you know, be regulated and, you know, have to apply and, and do all these things so that they really have to be here doing this because they want to be in the industry, because they want to help consumers, they want to do the right thing, and I think it's going to have a very powerful impact. Our industry will consolidate, it will shrink, there will probably be maybe a dozen really good players, uh, large industry players, and I think that'll be it. But that's going to take maybe the next 24 months, in my opinion. And you agree, Chris, that that's the effect of what's going to be? 
Yeah, I, I definitely agree. A good example of that is my industry went through scrutiny back in early 2000s. And, um, you know, when the, when the scrutiny came forward, it took about 24 to 36 months for our industry to clean itself up. And at one time, the creditors were reporting to us that they were receiving proposals from 880 different credit counsel and for-profit, non-profit companies. And they've reported recently that there are only 300 of us now in the business. Um, of which I would have to say 90% of us are clean, legitimate, doing this um, purely to help consumers and provide jobs uh, uh, for the people in the areas that we do have these offices. So let's take it, Michael, from the consumer's point of view. Why uh, would you, you've got a lot of debt, you're under stress, you're not able to make your minimums, their banks are raising their interest rates and so on. Uh, why should you pick uh, debt settlement and when should you pick uh, consumer credit counseling? From my perspective, you have to be able to consider, you have to have secure income uh, to go with a debt management plan and, and be able to count on that because if you miss payments, you're losing some of the benefits that would have uh, driven you towards a debt management plan anyway. So for consumers that uh, typically can't come up with that and consistently commit to a monthly a manageable payment, then they have to look for other options. And if bankruptcy is that option, then that's what it is. But for consumers that want to try and avoid that, we're a good option, one that doesn't cost thousands of dollars. It's something that you can get into for a couple hundred dollars and find out if it, it actually applies to you. So it has to do with the ability, again, it all comes down to math, as to who's right for which option. And it also has to do with, uh, at least from our perspective, the math might work, uh, at least on the surface, but you know, a consumer has to make a commitment to this whole process because this isn't where we just send off some letters to the creditors and, you know, just wait to collect money. We involve the members uh, in, in the process that we work with. So th- there's other factors aside from math that would uh, uh, highlight a specific member's ability for, for us to want to work with them. And how would you answer that, Chris? When should one do debt management and debt settlement? Very similar, I would answer it. Um, we take, like Mike was saying early on, we take a good hour, hour and a half to really dive into the consumer's financial situation monthly, you know, right down to how much they're spending in their daily routine to, to qualify or understand if a person is uh, or needs a, a debt management program or if they can afford to be on a plan for a four- to five-year t- period of time. Uh, someone being on a plan like we offer for four to five years, there's absolutely no way during that time frame they're not going to have some other financial setback. So as part of our routine, we make sure they have the ability to put a little bit into savings so they can handle any events that might happen. And a lot of the folks that we talk to simply can't afford to pay back their debt in any reasonable amount of time. Um, at that point, um, you know, we urge them to at least seek bankruptcy counsel to understand what their rights might be. But we do talk to a lot of folks that absolutely don't want to file bankruptcy. Or they can't because they filed bankruptcy within the last eight years, and, they, and they're just not a candidate for bankruptcy. So there are um, a handful of clients that we would speak to, or a handful percentage of clients that we would speak to, that um, if, if the debt settlement company is administered properly, as Michael's um, sort of creating for his, his company, then it, it could be an appropriate thing for them to do. Michael, tell us the difference between the effect on your credit report and your credit score uh, for going to uh, debt settlement versus uh, credit counseling. Ooh, that's a drastic uh, difference. You go with a debt management plan while you'll have a DMP notated, notated on that trade line, uh, and typically you're kind of uh, you're really not going to get approved for new credit. Your score does not lower. So if your FICO entering into a debt management plan is say 720, 
by the time you're done with your debt management plan, you'll still have a 720. Uh, settlement, on the other hand, if you are behind in payments already, well, the damage is done, okay? But if you're trying to consider what your options are right now and your credit score is a big concern, sometimes you have to stay, take a step back and wonder why that, that's of more benefit to you than, uh, you know, getting a, through the debt and, and being stable financially. But that's another topic. The credit is going to just get mangled. You're going to find yourself in the high fives maybe. There's some different things that are going to help mitigate that damage. Perhaps if you're still paying on a mortgage or a car note or some kind of secured credit, uh, you're on average looking at from the date you get your last zero balance reported to the credit reporting agencies, meaning your last settlement is finally completed. You're looking at a good 18 months to two years before you're on uh, what is a noticeable mend uh, as it relates to getting credit on fair terms again. So it's, it, you're going to take your lumps, absolutely. Chris, as part of the, uh, the, the kind of irresponsible uh, debt, debt settlement companies saying that they won't hurt your credit when, in fact, they are going to hurt your credit a lot. Yeah, I mean, uh, th- these are the groups that are advertising quite a bit on TV that are, that are making, you know, boatloads of money, and they've got salespeople in boiler rooms that will tell anyone anything to get, you know, these upfront fees from consumers. And people don't want to ruin their credit, but at the same token, they do have to realize they, they're going to take a step back before they get themselves into a better place financially in the future. And even when they come on a credit counseling program, they do take a small ding on their credit score, but at the end of the day, their credit score would end up being higher than it was when they first started. And if a consumer's on a debt management program for at least one year, then the mortgage industry can't hold that against them. So they can get financing for responsible things like a new car or a new lease or a home. Um, but they're not going to be going out and getting big screen TVs during the four or five years they're on a, on a credit counseling program. Very good. Well, in about a minute we have left, why don't you sign up, uh, kind of sum up, Michael, uh, when you think debt settlement is appropriate and, and the, the changes coming in the industry. I think that uh, one of the biggest benchmarks is if you're running out of, and it's cliche, but it's, it's so... Uh, applicable. If you're running out of money before you run out of month, you need to get a handle on it. And if settlement it makes sense for you, start educating yourself. Get information. Our website is very informative. We do no charge consultations, so feel free to contact us. Uh, so uh, the change in the industry, it's right now. Uh, it's, it's six months ago. The effects of those change and the industry players being sound and, and responsible and uh, you know, best practices and, and full of ethics. I don't think the cleansing is, uh, it, it, again, it's two years out. Yeah. Very good. Well, thank you again. To find out more about uh, Michael's organization, it's consumerrecoverynetwork.com. Uh, and his 800 number is 800-939-8357. Uh, for credit counseling, uh, Cambridge's uh, number is 800-897-2200 or cambridgecredit.org. Thank you both very much. I think the audience has understood a lot more about how to deal with their debts. Thank you again, and we'll be back again next week. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 